0: So we are coming to you with another outdoor edition of the Limitless Mindset podcast from Nosara, Costa Rica. And I appreciate you putting up with the audio quality of this podcast. We have a bunch of really actionable information that if you are a salesperson, is going to help you make more money. And if you're not a salesperson, it's going to help you utilize some sales skill sets in your life to probably make more money and be more productive anyways. So... As per the usual on the Limitless Mindset podcast, I like to ask my guests to tell us something interesting about themselves. Well, you know,
1: it's it's interesting that you're down here doing this uh, podcast with especially information about things that involve cognitive thinking and lim- these are actually tools that I, I used at a period in my life, and so now we're kind of coming full circle, and you're you're talking about the same things. I had suffered from. Um, a car accident many years ago with, you know, head injuries and brain trauma and coming, I came from a systems analyst background doing very highly technical analytical thinking, planning for organizations, planning for, you know, engineering and software and, you know, things in IT departments and after an accident, I had, had trouble processing information effectively anymore and I had to actually use techniques that help to stimulate and exercise different parts of my brain and this was a, you know about a two to three year process of just using different things and finding triggers that would actually help me to, to exercise things so part of your program is that you're you're showing people also how to stimulate parts of the brain and to use word association and these different tools and even though what I was doing wasn't your program it is an example, your program is actually a parallel of what I had actually used. So your your methods are actually proven methods that have been encapsulated or you know, are derivatives of uh, you know practices that I had taken to get and where I'm at. And so, as a result of actually using all those methods, I've been able to. You know, fully recover from that, and to build my company back up from ground up, which is a very highly technical, analytical, you know, um, you know, internet marketing systems using, you know, engineering of sites and systems to create a formula that's very unique. That's helped us to provide solutions for customers to, you know, to get ranked, to, you know, to fully optimize sites and to create. Websites as well as in interactive mechanisms to help companies to, how, how do you say, it? To, to allow companies to um, use the internet to take it to the next level. Take
0: it to the next level, right? I think it's a beautiful serendipity that you've gone through that journey to end up on a medium. That you, can, that you can share your experiences with it. So we're going to start this podcast by taking some nootropics. So we're going to be taking alpha-GPC and puracetam. And these are two nutraceuticals that allow for our brains to function even better. So why don't you have two and I will have two And some alpha GPC. And so the. And what is this awesome drink you're using to wash this down? Green tea. And so I particularly like to take green tea with my paracetam and my nootropic stacks because your nootropic stacks are going to increase your essential neurotransmitters. So that is your serotonin, dopamine, and your acetyl So a lot of people are familiar with serotonin and dopamine. Those are the neurotransmitters that make you feel good, that make you feel active. And green tea contains flavonoids, which increase your creativity, and they actually increase your vocabulary. They make you somewhat more articulate. They make you somewhat more entertaining. Debatably, you're even a little bit more humorous while you're drinking green tea. We'll put and that animated too too. And animated as well. So that's why I'm a big fan of drinking green tea in Costa Rica on a Sunday afternoon. I feel very entertaining already, actually. I guess
1: it's normal, so
0: good. So as I mentioned, there's two essential tools for salespeople that we're going to be outlining here. The first is memory systems. And it sounds to me like you've used memory systems for quite a while, but you weren't quite using them with that name particularly. And memory systems are essentially a human technology of optimizing your mind to organize information in the very most efficient way. And interestingly, memory systems are kind of a lost art. You don't hear about them very much, and they're actually about 3,000 years old. People started using memory systems in about 2500 B.C. approximately, around there. There was a guy named Simonides who was a philosopher. And interestingly, in throughout history and other points in history, the primary medium by which news and information and philosophy was exchanged between cultures and towns was through professional orators that would go and speak in the town center and they tell people about a war happening or they tell people about a new king or they tell people about a famine coming or something like that and this information had to be transmitted very accurately. Just like today, we like to have our news and our information about what's going on in the world be an accurate representation, right? Well, 2,500 years ago, it was the exact same way. And memory systems were the technology that people used to transmit information correctly. Because if you think about, let's say you have to memorize a 500-word speech. And you only have thirty minutes to memorize that speech, and then go and give it to someone else. You're probably not going to be that accurate, are you? It's going to be that'd be a little bit tricky, right? I think I'd be looking for a new line of work. <laughs> so the orators to ensure that they were doing a good job, and orators were actually this was actually a very respected, uh, a very respected, high paid vocation at the time, it was in their best interest to transmit information in a highly reliable way, and memory systems was the way that they do it. And there's an interesting paradigm shift when we come to the present, because in our society, we're perpetually looking, especially people like you and me that are, that are geeks for a living, we're perpetually looking for ways to outsource our memory. We're looking for ways to outsource our memory to our smartphones, to our iPads, to our laptops, to the cloud, to Gmail, to Evernote, to Google Docs. We're finding all of these exceedingly effective ways of taking our memory and putting it somewhere in some other computer. When in fact, we have the most effective computer on this planet in between our ears. And... Memory systems are really effective for salespeople for that reason because a lot of times salespeople need to be on they're on their feet. You sell on your feet. A lot of times salespeople are out in the world selling things like cars, and real estates, and boats, and being in customers' businesses, selling uh, services in a B2B context. And you need to be able to think on your feet. If it takes you an extra five minutes to look up a piece of information on your Blackberry or on your laptop, it might cost you the sale. So we're all about optimizing the most powerful resource that we have to make us better salespeople and memory systems are a powerful tool for that. We're going to finish up this podcast by discussing a biohacking application, a tool that will give you instant confidence, the kind of confidence that you need to close a sale in about five seconds. And it's a really cool Pavlovian biohack. So the first, this is actually, to be honest with you, it's my favorite Memory system, and it is a system for remembering people's names. Now, everyone from Dale Carnegie, who wrote How to Make Friends, How to Influence People, and Make Friends, and Napoleon Hill, to modern-day social engineers, pickup artists, politicians, cult leaders, highly persuasive individuals, all marvel at the the persuasive power. And the, uh, that it creates and the rapport that it creates when you can remember and use people's names. Become highly effective at remembering people's names. It's going to increase your rapport significantly and chances of selling to your prospects. So, here's the system. You meet a new person and you want to take a very thorough look at their face and you want to pick out the most distinctive feature of, on their face that jumps out at you the most. So I'm going to do this, I'm going to demonstrate on Chuck here okay so for me Chuck's most distinctive feature is his is his nose your nose stands out to me and so then what you want to do once you have their most distinctive feature picked out and it can be any feature whatever sticks out at you yep your nose that's that's it buddy And so now I want to come up with a sounds-like object that sounds like the name of the person that we are trying to memorize. So his name is Chuck, and the next thing that that makes me think of is Charcoal. Because Charcoal and Chuck, they kind of sound the same, at least to me. In your world. In my world. (laughs) And that's 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 what's important with memory systems, is that it appeals to your sense of creativity and what comes to mind for for yourself. My new code name is Charcoal. Charcoal, that's that's gonna be your new nickname. (laughs) Sweet. So now what I want to do is I need to create an absurd association involving chuck and charcoal. So I think I'm going to imagine that your nose is actually a giant piece of charcoal, and what's important is that we make this an absurd association. And so, interestingly, uh, did you know that uh, that that the the owner of the Ford Motor Company he would use charcoal? Charcoal was actually a byproduct of creating the vehicles, of creating the Model T and he would sell charcoal. It's an interesting business dynamic. uh, People talk about you need to find a way to monetize the byproduct of whatever you're creating and that was one of the secrets to the success of the Ford Motor Company was that they sold the excess charcoal. And so That makes me think about Fords, it makes me think about old Model Ts, and so I'm going to imagine Chuck's face with charcoal on his nose, and then he's got like five or six miniature Model Ts that are driving, racing around his face, and it's a pretty absurd picture. Would you not agree? agree? So that is the picture that I create as a memory system when I meet Chuck. And obviously, when you do this, you're not going to tell very many people about it because it's it's kind of crazy, but that's the system, that's the methodology that we use to remember names. Okay, your turn to do me. Let's see, for Jonathan, Jonathan has
1: a unique thing going on with his eye. and I do. Very distinctive. <laughs> at the same time, I'm not sure how I can associate that. Jonathan is able to look at a couple different things at one time. So... I'm th- so there's
0: thin, thin is in there.
1: Okay, he's very thin. Okay, so we can remember that. So maybe. We'll so, soy flaco. See, sí, yeah, sí, él es muy flaco. Es muy thin. So maybe we'll just remember that you're thin and not with the eye because the eyes can be a difficult thing to work with. Um. Yeah, I think I will go with thin, because it's Jonathan. So that might be a way to remember that's it. It's easy enough for me to remember. Uh, as far as the John part, I think we can actually remember John a thin with just the thin part, and maybe we'll work with
0: that association. What I would say is John is similar to ton. If you write, the, if you write those two words, they kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. So I would think of something that would weigh a ton, like a big piece of metal, but it's like a thin piece of metal. And so I'm a little bit cross-eyed. So you want to imagine a piece of metal that's thin, but it weighs a ton. So it'd be like really long, right? So imagine a really long piece of metal coming out of one of my eyes because I'm a little bit cross-eyed. Okay. And again, pretty absurd picture, not the kind of thing you'd want to tell a person that you were Picking up about them as you were seeing them, but when you take yourself through that absurd association, what it does is it prompts original awareness. One of the major problems that salespeople have, and let's be honest, most salespeople really suck at remembering the names of their customers. So if you're just moderately decent at it, you don't even have to be an expert at it, but if you're just moderately decent at it, it's going to put you in an advantageous situation over other uh, salespeople people that, that, that your customers are dealing with and that you are potentially competing with.
1: Now my question is if, if you're, you're going into a complex system of trying to remember a name by using a, a, a wide range of associations, that in theory, one would think that you're now going to have to remember all of this in order to remember this simple name. That's so, like in my method of remembering names, when I first get introduced to someone, I try to make sure that I continue to use their name in conversation. So by repetition alone, I actually remember that name after five or ten minutes. I go, oh yeah, Jonathan, you know, so much for this. You know, Oh, Jonathan, you know, this and this and this. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. So I'll remember the name by repetitiveness. But if I were to try to hold, contain myself in a conversation with that person, at the same time I'm trying to be creative and concentrate on something else to associate with something thin, with something flying out of my eye and everything else, I might be distracted by that process while also trying to contain myself in the conversation with this person. So. Is this something that's going to be more effective where you write it down and later on in the day you go back to it and try and think of associations so you're not distracted by this process
0: while you're trying to hold a conversation with a person when you're trying to remember their name? You know, for about the first week that you use this particular technique, it's kind of tricky. It kind of takes some mental energy to come up with the association and especially if you're a salesperson you don't really want to distract your mental energy away from the essential job of selling right so what you're saying is true but after you've done this particular process I'd say about a hundred a hundred and fifty times maybe after you've done it for about a week it's going to start coming to you very very quickly and I'd say I'm to the point now where I will meet a new person and I will hear their name and I'll do that memory system association with the bizarre with the bizarre visualization in about five seconds I'm at about five seconds and some people some people will get it down to where they're at one second or to where it's almost just automated to where it really takes almost zero glucose, mental energy, creativity to come up with it. So yeah, if you're starting to use this, what I would actually recommend is that you go and write their names down and then let's say, for example, let's say like you're a car salesman like I used to be a car salesman. You walk out on the lot, you introduce yourself to a new customer and you maybe look at a car for a minute and then you go back in the building, you sit down and you start taking notes on their situation and what they're looking for and at that point write their name down and if you have a moment there where they are filling out a form or going to the bathroom or whatever, do your association then or do your association at the end of the day. And actually we have a, a resource, a course on the Limitless mindset website where people can practice this because it does the first couple times you do it it is a little bit tricky to do and it does distract your energy just a little bit and so we actually have a video course that takes about 45 minutes to go through on our website and it takes you through videos of approximately about 50 different people's faces with their names and it gives you like a practice environment where you can go through it and it'll take you anywhere from like 45 minutes some people take as much as two hours to go through it you know stopping the video creating the association with the name going on to the next one and then it actually tests you so I would totally recommend that everyone watching this go and take that video course first so that they can get some good practice in with about 50 different names and faces before you go out there and start using it in the real world. This particular memory system, one of the reasons I like using it so much and I think it's real effective in a sales context is that it makes a good foundation for beginning to essentially build a mental database about your prospect that you're dealing with in a given sales situation. So you see sales forces and sales people around the world devoting a huge amount of time and energy and resources and money on the sales CMS systems, like uh, like salesforce.com. Right. Did you use yeah, salesforce.com? Yeah, ACT,
1: all that good stuff, and yeah.
0: So the way that we use memory systems for recalling specific customer details is we start with that initial association, that initial picture that we built with their name. So for example, let's say that we're do let's say that this is more of like a business to consumer, a B2C sales environment. So in those kind of environments, I'm more interested in finding out things about your family and personal details and things like that. So uh, for example, okay, you have two daughters, correct? Right. Okay, and what are your daughters' names?
1: Julianne and Gabrielle.
0: Julianne and Gabrielle. Okay, so Julianne makes me think of a makes me think of a jewel, and a a jewel. Yeah, that makes me think of a jewel. And then Gabrielle, that's a name of an angel, correct? From the New Testament, right? I have
1: my jewel and I have my angel. Yes, that is absolutely correct.
0: Okay, so if we're in a B two B sales environment, if I can remember the names of my prospects' daughters, that just makes me look like a sales rock star, doesn't it? It means you care and you're paying attention. Especially, let's let's say I'm a car salesman, like I was a car salesman at one point in my career, I can be like, look at this model, it has X, Y, Z safety features that are really important for Julianne. And Gabrielle, and again, I look like a sales rock star. I'm, I'm increasing my chances by a whole lot of closing this particular deal. So what I want to do now is I want to create kind of a string. I want to create a chain of associations going on in between truck, in between Chuck, Julianne, and Gabrielle. Does that car have something to control the speed that she's driving to? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, that's that's an upsell, sir. Awesome only only an extra two hundred dollars a month yeah, you know, and we will, we will keep your girls under sixty miles an hour <laughs> all the time twenty
1: three miles an hour with GPS where we know where they are at all times not that we want to encourage a big brother society or anything
0: that's why we're
1: that's why we're in Costa Rica Exactly, so I keep a close eye on my kids
0: so let's start with Julianne so I'm thinking now about jewels and let's go back to that initial association that I created for chuck. Char- well, this is easy because I started with charcoal and charcoal is a form of carbon and jewels like diamonds also a form of carbon also, right? So, right. I'm imagining in my head I'm trying to imagine the I'm trying to imagine a carbon molecule turning from going through a a process of alchemy from charcoal into a diamond. And so I imagine that there's, like, tons of pressure going on as the charcoal becomes a diamond, which is the jewel. And what I'm also imagining is there's Gabriel as an angel. And I always think of Gabriel as, like, this badass angel because Gabriel was one of, like, the main angels. She is a
1: badass, so you are.
0: So I I think about like a, I'm thinking about kind of like a Xena warrior princess kind of angel with like a really big sword. And what she's doing is she's like beating up these carbon molecules with her sword, turning the charcoal into a jewel. And so now I have Chuck, Julianne, and Gabrielle and I'm probably not going to forget that. I'm also definitely not going to tell my customer that I am, you know, going through that 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 mental process. That's an example of how we can link together. As you can see what we're doing is we're creating a chain of events going on in between our customer's name. Names should be the foundation of our memory systems of relating to other people and so for example let's say we're in a B2C sales environment and I need to remember some essential transaction details about the person that I'm dealing with so let's say I'm a B2B salesperson and I'm selling consulting on how to uh, find IRS loopholes for example I'm like like an IRS tax Ninja that makes sure that people pay, you know, not very much Taxes, you know, I, ima- I imagine you're 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 frequently in the market for those kind of services, right? Oh, yeah, never I company. so the name of your company is unleash your geek and your partner lives in Colorado full-time And you live in Costa Rica full-time. This is correct <clears throat> And so that's a pretty important piece of information for me to recall so at this point what I want to do, and his partner's name is is Brian, and so I want to create, associ- and Brian's in Colorado, Chuck is in Costa Rica, and so at this point, I want to create associations between those sort of things. So I'm going to think Chuck, I'm going to go back to the charcoal with his face, and I know something about Costa Rica. I know a little bit about Costa Rica because I've spent a lot of time here, and what you'll find with your memory systems, as much as possible, build your memory systems around your own life experience and build your memory systems around the the happy places and the really dynamic experiences that you've had in your life because interestingly and this is something that Simon Simonides actually wrote about when he was articulating the philosophy around memory systems is that when you have experiences that are really dynamic and really memorable those experiences build the strongest synapses. They build actually the largest synapses in your mind. So if you can take these small little ancillary details that you're trying to remember for your sales situations and link them to the major life experiences you've had and the memorable events that you've had in your life, they're going to be more memorable because you're essentially kind of connecting these remote pieces of data to the data centers, to the major data uh, If we go to Costa Rica there's a there's a volcano in Costa Rica called Arenal. And Arenal is this, this beautiful, large volcano here. And it's, it's semi-active. It's not active anymore. Not active. Bummer. I wanted to see it. So <laughs> I'm going to think about this volcano. And I'm actually going to think about Chuck's face. Or and I'm going to think about Chuck's head as like a volcano. That he's got like a volcano on... His head now, and it's spewing out charcoal. And that's going to be my association between Chuck and Costa Rica. And so now I need to think about his business partner, Brian. And so I'm going to think about Brian, I think about BR, I think about like Bright, I'm going to think about like Anne. Uh, And I'm gonna think about can. So I'm gonna think about like a like a like a rusty can, but it's like bright So it's like a rusty can. We're being attacked by tropical flies down here. Excuse my (laughs) diversions
1: Pura Vida,
0: man. Pura Vida. Pura Vida, Pura Vida, baby. So I'm gonna think about a bright can and that's gonna make me think about Brian and Brian is in Colorado and so Colorado is a place that a lot of people know is, it's having like really great mountains, and it has really really awesome skiing. If you're a skier or a snowboarder, you've probably been to Colorado, or you want to go to Colorado. One of the two. I'm imagining Brian, and I'm imagining him like skiing, but he's skiing on these these cans, but they're cans that they're kind of like a, they're kind of like lightsabers. Like he's got like he's got like skis, but they've got like lightsabers attached to him. And as he's maneuvering his way down the ski slope, he's like taking out. He's like he's like slicing off the legs of the other people skiing as he's as he's skiing down the slope and Brian and so now we have Brian Brian and Colorado and (laughs) Chuck and Costa Rica and obviously watching this you're like well this is kind of entertaining and you know I can see that there's uh, a sense of humor going on here and what you'll find after you've been doing this for approximately two weeks is that they'll start coming to you really, really naturally. And you'll notice that when you are recalling this information, you're not actually going down this absurd pathway that you're creating. All these images and these violent, weird things that you imagine occurring with the face and all these other sounds like synonyms, You're not actually recalling all of those things. What you're going to find is that you're going to find that you're going to think Chuck, and you're going to think Chuck, Costa Rica, Brian, Colorado. Just like that. You're not going to mentally have to jump through all those hoops that you created for yourself. You'll remember them a lot of times in the case of people's names, but as far as when you're creating these strings these chains of data that you want to recall about people, you're not going to recall those absurd situations as much. And you can create these chains of information as long as you want them to be. Again, in the beginning, you probably just want to stick to people's names, maybe one or two pieces of information. You don't know, feel like the first two or three weeks that you're using this, stick to people's names, and one piece of essential data about them and what you'll find yeah at first it's going to be kind of a pain in the ass that's why we got the video killers for you to take it's free by the way um but you'll find that after about two to three weeks you'll find that you can start adding more details to that particular chain of interaction there's getting back to the head injury
1: thing actually what you're talking about and so you know, I, I've actually been playing Devil's Advocate here. It's it's not a questions of doubt of like, oh my gosh, I've only thought this guy was near a volcano. Now said so I'm being the Devil's Advocate for our audience here with questions you might have that the you know the way that the how country, would
0: you say that in Spanish? El Abogado de Diablo. Uh,
1: the the attorney of the devil. The attorney
0: of the I, devil.
1: devil's advocate. the So I'm going to be the avogado de Diablo here. The devil's advocate. Like Advocado. <laughs> devil so Ave- de like uh, uh, no, I think avocado is for you know, something you eat. So I, I, uh, I want
0: to be the devil's lawyer.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure you'd probably find yourself very busy, but you'd be in the hot seat all the time.
0: Bum. <laughs> call so, me. Call me.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: call me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things that's actually very motivating with memory systems that keeps you motivated to keep exercising your mind and using them. You'll find that after you've been using them for about 30 to 45 days, after about a month and a half, you'll have people that'll actually start mentioning to you, just kind of in passing, just very casually, that you have a good memory. Mm -hmm. And this actually happens to me quite frequently that... My family or my friends or some complete stranger, I'll remember some detail about something using memory system, and they'll be like, hey, you have you have good memory. That'll start happening after about a month to a month and a half of utilizing these tools, and as it happens, it really does motivate you to to keep using it, because it's it's great. Feedback and especially as a salespeople, customers always want to deal with X and and you say that that's the reason why your customers buy from you? is because you really know what you're talking about, right?
1: Right. It's because we didn't take a three week class on this. We we come from a background of many many different areas of the, the technical field. Brian Murphy, my partner, he's. He's all he studies every day. I'm my eyes are tired from the emails he sends me every day. But we he sends we send emails back and forth constantly educating ourselves on what's going on in the industry. This, this kind of stuff actually helps prevent Alzheimer's too. Because you're exercising your brain constantly.
0: That's like Neuroplasticity. Exact The next memory system application for salespeople we're going to cover is memorization of sales scripts. So a lot of sales organizations, while they're putting their people through sales training, will have them memorize sales scripts. It's actually a pretty standard part of an effective sales organization. And as you're probably aware, when you're memorizing these sales scripts, You don't want to memorize them word for word, because when you memorize them word for word, It just doesn't come across as natural. And again, people want to deal with experts in their subject matter. They want to deal with people that they like. They want to deal with people that are understanding and articulating their needs back to them. They don't want to deal with automatons. The memory system for sales scripts fits into that really, really well because it's based on something that's called the loci technique. The loci technique involves a physical location that you remember very well. So this could be your house, or it could be your parents' house, or it could be your office that you go to every day. What's important is that you pick out a physical location. Usually it has to be a building. A lot of times your house will work. Interestingly, Chuck's house, that we did another video of earlier that you might be able to see. We'll, li- we'll link to it. Chuck's house would actually not work very well for the loci technique because it doesn't have very many rooms in it. And it's important that you pick out a location that has a lot of rooms in it for the loci technique. And this needs to kind of be a place that's kind of like emotionally charged for you. But what you do when you're memorizing your sales script is you break your sales script down by thoughts. You 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 you, you'll usually do it about every sentence will break down usually into one thought. Uh, Sometimes a sentence will break down into two or three thoughts, but most of the time you can get each sentence into an individual thought. And then you want to pick out a particular keyword of that particular thought. And that keyword is going to prompt that thought for you. And again, this isn't quite going to work exactly for remembering it word for word, but again, if we're really highly effective salespeople, we're not trying to remember our sales script word for word every single time because it's, it's going to hurt us especially if we're, if we're selling on the phone. Don't you hate that when you're talking to a customer service representative or you're talking to someone who's a salesperson on the phone and you can just tell that they're just repeating something to you? So what we do with the loci technique is we take each one of these keywords that's attached to a given thought in the script and we take that keyword and it has to be something physical that we can actually visualize and we go and place that in this mental tour of our loci destination so your loci tour is usually going to begin with the front door or with the garage of your destination so you're going to think about the the door of, it could be the home you grew up in, your parents' home, your home, wherever your loci destination is. And you want to have something absurd, something wild or crazy going on there, some type of fantastical image occurring at the front door of your loci that's associated to that first thought. And so you'll notice that these these associations that we've created—they're they're bizarre and they're weird—and you might be wondering, you know, what? Why are you coming up with these, these? Why? Why do they? Do they have to be so weird? And what you'll find is that the more weird and the more strange and outlandish and silly they are, the more effective they're going to be as connections between these thoughts. So there's several tools that we use in making these associations really weird. We use substitution. One thing substituted for another thing. As opposed to talking to someone with my cell phone, I'm going to talk to them with my teacup instead. We use substitution of things. We can also use multiplication of things. So instead of a single cell phone, I'm going to imagine a million cell phones filling up an entire room. Uh, you can also use, I find myself using using visualizations that involve violence or action, and I'm not sure why I have such a, a morbid, uh, creative sense going on. Uh, other than being a black belt in Taekwondo, I'm actually an extremely non-violent person. And the final tool for creating really effective visualizations is sexiness. Any way that you can anthropomorphize your visualizations into human-like characters that are doing something sexy. And we're going to finish up this podcast by giving you a biohack for instant closing confidence. But first I want to talk just to real quickly about Dual back Software Training. Dual back Software Training is a game that you can play. You can play it on your laptop, you can play it on your smartphone, and it's a computer game that you play that is scientifically proven. There have been a number of studies that have verified that it does increase your IQ it increases your verbal intelligence, it increases what's called what what neuroscientists and uh, psychologists term your fluid intelligence. So your fluid intelligence is your ability to problem solve in unique situations. So salespeople will commonly and this happens to salespeople all the time that you're running into deals that have unique variables in them and you need to exercise a lot of creativity and you know deductive reasoning to problem solve in these in these new environments. And so the fluid intelligence is scientifically it's increased by doing Dual and back training. And it'll actually start giving you increases in your IQ in about 20 to 25 days of practice. And so it's a little computer game, and you play it for 20 minutes a day, five days a week. And after about 20 to 25 practice se- sessions, you will have. Some noticeable increases in your IQ and your general level of intelligence. Here's the problem with it: it's really boring compared with these just intensely entertaining computer games that you have the option of playing. Dual end back training is 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 pretty boring. However, it is if if you're willing to invest 20 minutes a day five days a week for uh, you know at least 25 sessions, it's gonna give you noticeable gains in your level of intelligence. And this is basically how the game goes is you've got a grid that has nine spaces in it, nine potential spaces that this red block can go into. And it moves from space to space, to space, to space. It moves around in a random, well, semi-random pattern. What you want to do is you want to recall where it is two spaces back. And when the block jumps to the place where it was two spaces ago, you press the button. For about the first 10 minutes that you play dual end back training, you're going to suck at it. You're going to be completely random with your selections, you're going to be completely clueless at it. But you'll find that after about 10 minutes of practice, you actually start to kind of recall where it was two, uh, two spaces ago. And that's why it's called the dual N back. So the N stands for number. And like I said, the first session or two you do it, you're going to be bored as hell and you're going to suck at it. But after you do it for, after you've got about 40 minutes of dual back training under your belt, you're actually going to get 100% accurate with it. And when you hit 100% accuracy, a little bell goes off. It's a silly little bell that like rewards you. That's like, hey, you hit 100% accuracy. And when that happens, it is like a ridiculously fulfilling moment you wouldn't think you would think that a little bell could make you Those cheap girls in could, life. could make you this proud of yourself, but after you hit hundred percent accuracy for the first time dual end back training, it really is like wow! I just upgraded my mind, literally figuratively. You you upgraded the the software of your mind. Mind one point. And, and, and what you're essentially doing is you're increasing the... Okay, so we're geeks, so let's use some computer metaphors. Our conscious mind is our RAM. That's the random access memory of the mind. And what dual n-back training do, is doing is increasing the volume of the amount of RAM... That, that, that you have, and it does also help with the long term. But the biggest gains that you get are in that fluid intelligence, which is in the which is in the conscious, the conscious domain of the of the mind. And so, I totally recommend for the sales people out there that do want to take their minds to the next level. There's a dual end back product that we should have linked to underneath this video that's done by IQ Mindware and they have a product called High IQ Pro I think it's like $36, you can all have the details through the link below and that is the most effective uh, that is the most effective dual back training software on the market. So it, who makes this software? It's made by a friend of mine, actually. His name is Mark A. Smith and he is the head, he's a, he's a neuroscientist, he's actually, actually a lecturer at Carnegie University in the UK. And then he's also the head of a department at the University of Cyprus in the Mediterranean. And so he is an amazing guy, Uh, we did an interview with him a while back that I'll make sure to send you, but he's a really fascinating guy and he is in a psychology lab every single day with students and he spent about three years developing this really, really effective Product for dual end back training, and it tracks your progress. You create a little account with the software, and it tracks your increases over time, so you can see the the progress that you're making. So again, dual end back training, go and do it if you want to upgrade yourself. If, like I said, it's a little bit of a commitment. This is not for uh, this is not for tire kickers. It's a little bit of a commitment because it is really boring for about the first two times that you do it, but after that it really will give you some uh, some cognitive gains and especially for people that have had some brain injuries and things like that, it's really effective at jump-starting the neuroplasticity of building new skill sets, rebuilding the verbal intelligence, the spatial intelligence, all of that kind of stuff that gets, that gets affected when you have any kind of brain injury. If you're a cheapskate and you don't want to pay the thirty six dollars for IQ MindWare stuff we actually have dual-line back software that you can download for free on our website which is decent it will actually work if you practice it you know, 20 minutes a day five days a week for 25 sessions it will give you some gains but it doesn't quite do as good a job of, of, of measuring you and showing you the progress that you're taking and prompting you to take things to the next level. But if you want to try it for free before you get Mark's software, we have that as a download that's available for the subscribers of Limitless Mindset. So the when people take the, the AV Association, memory technique course which is the name of the memory technique that we discussed for remembering names that's a download that's included for free and you can do it on your computer or you can do it on your phone and I like playing dual back training on my phone while I'm like traveling if I'm on like a bus or a train or an airplane and I don't have anything to do I'll bust out my phone and spend 20 minutes upgrading my mind with with dual back software the confidence biohack works like this. It's a Pavlovian technique. And those of you who remember taking psychology classes, Ivan Pavlov was the guy who had the dogs that he would trigger his dogs to salivate based upon ringing a bell. He would go and bring his, he would would feed his dogs meat and he'd notice that as soon as the dogs smelled the meat, they would begin to salivate because they were getting excited they were having neurotransmitters being released because of the, the food, the meal that was coming. And so he conditioned his dogs to salivate based upon a bell because he would always ring a bell before he brought Have them stuff. meat. And we can actually do the same thing to instantly summon confidence whenever we need it to close deals. And I like using scent as the trigger for this. So what you need to do is you need to pick out a scent that you're not going to encounter very frequently in the real world. So you don't want to use your favorite cologne, you don't want to use your wife's panties, you don't want to use the smell of the roses that are are in the garden next to your house. You want to pick out a scent that you smell very very rarely. So I'd actually recommend going to the grocery store and going to the spice aisle and picking out a spice that you never use. You could maybe even pick out a spice of a flavor that you hate, but you want to pick out a spice that is a very very distinctive flavor when you that when you smell it you're like, "Oh, that's oh, that's rosemary, oh, uh, that's, that's curie, a very distinctive scent. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go and bring that little container of that scent with you. And what I'd recommend is if you work in an office, if you're selling in an office, take that spice and put it in your drawer in your office. Or if you're a salesperson that travels on the road, get a little container and put that spice in it and put it in your pocket or your suit jacket or your briefcase. And then what you're going to do is whenever you have a a highly confident moment, you're going to take a big whiff of that particular spice. So you think about, so let's say, for example, let's say you're a salesperson that's in an office and you're selling the, uh, the phone every day. You've been in this kind of situation, right, Chuck? And you know that feeling how a new a new prospect comes in, calls in, and you just nail it. You, uh, you end the phone call. The phone call goes great, and the customer either buys on the phone or the call goes great and... They're ready to move on to the next point of the transaction. And when you hang up that phone call, your neurotransmitters are just firing like crazy and your blood is pumping in your veins and you feel great because you just sold someone. You know that feeling? So what we want to do is we want to summon that feeling and we want to get that feeling whenever the hell we want it. And that's why it's called biohacking because a hacker is a person that has complete control of the system. A hacker is someone that's not limited by by rules. So we want for our minds to work that way and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna anchor this very distinctive scent to that sensation of confidence. So every time we have one of those calls that just goes really great, that we really kick ass as a salesperson, we're gonna take a hit of that particular scent, and we're really just going to let it pervade into our nostrils. And imagine the, ima- as you're doing this, imagine the scent molecules of that spice, whatever it is, you know, rosemary, curry, some cologne. Uh, I used to use an old cigar as my scent because it's it's an extremely it's an it's an extremely strong scent. Well, in the same respects. You know, where you're,
1: you're you're, looking to improve your you know, your sales skills or to, you know, have that, that energy that's going to be, you know, you're going to be more motivated and more energized to actually sell and be inspired or anything else and to, you know, have this association with something. Also keep in mind that when you, you want to create an environment of productivity in your office and, you know, to really concentrate well and to do things, you, you, and this also takes a little bit of practice is to find the elements in your life that are negative distractions. Find that if there's a person that you talk to on a regular basis, you find that talking to this person seems to bring you down, then maybe adjust your schedule to the point that, you know, this is someone you need to talk to every day, but you're going to make sure that that's the call that you make at the end of the day, so it doesn't set you off for the next hour, or that certain foods that you eat or you know, keep in mind the as we, we want to focus on the positive things like, you know, find an association like this that we can give ourselves that Pavlov's dog syndrome and when we need it, where we need to be energized and maybe we can neutralize a bad situation by, you know, introducing that, that positive to the moment, but at the same time, see what you can do in your life to minimize the stresses I moved to a different country because I was surrounded by so many negative associations that as soon as I... I mean, this is actually the perfect example of where I'm at, that as soon as I left from where I was, I eliminated hundreds of negative associations, negative energy, metaphysical energy, if you want to call it that, just negative... Triggers triggers,
0: the triggers. The of triggers. negative
1: of negative mental states. Yeah, like passing by a certain corner on the street that reminds me of, you know, a day in history where I was, you know, in a bad situation with someone, or constantly, like, turning on the radio and knowing that I'm going to hear a song that, you know, reminds me of something 10 years ago. I mean, everybody has these things, but they don't necessarily realize that they have them. And once you can actually remove these things little by little, or at least control them, that... you you can actually find that you're you're super producing. Two years ago when I got down here and I removed myself from these situations, my my company took off, and I I could never have dreamed of the success we've been having because the super productivity of, you know, I, I replaced negative with positive, so I got a double whammy. I not only removed the negative from my life as much as I could, but I also am surrounded by... You know, ultra positive, and um, and mosquitoes, and yeah, mosquitoes. <laughs> but I'll take mosquitoes any day. So, yeah, the, these are things that you know to to make yourself super productive in sales, technical, whatever the case may be. You know, being a great doctor, being a great driver, whatever it is, find the things that actually stimulate you, and try and try and reduce or control your environments when. When I know that I have to work and focus on something, I let the people around me know in the house that, hey, if you got errands you want to run, please leave for the next five hours. Or that I'm going to lock myself in a room with headphones and I can't hear anything around me. So if someone does come in the house, that if my door is locked, stay away. But do that, and you, can, you also can be
0: you know super-achieving when you control these elements in your life. It's all Pavlov's dog. One thing to keep in mind is that you don't want to dilute the scent trigger by more than 50%. So just keep it as kind of like a mental rule that for each time that you hit your set that you take a, a whiff of your scent trigger to induce the state, you want to have the state induced by The actual events that are occurring. But yeah, uh, you bring up a good example, which is that if you have like a confrontational phone call coming up, or if you have a sales call coming up, or a meeting that you know is going to stress you out, that is a great time to hit your scent trigger. Uh, before going into that environment and that'll put you in a whole lot more empowered state of mind if you're not a coffee drinker this works great because if you're not a coffee drinker you're probably not going to smell the coffee you're not going to be smelling coffee very much so it's going to be a real distinctive scent to you and interestingly the scent of coffee beans has actually been scientifically demonstrated to protect against stress. Coffee beans are so high in antioxidants, and antioxidants are something that protects your mind from stress. So if you're not a coffee drinker, I would totally recommend using coffee beans as your scent trigger. Let's say you are a coffee drinker, because let's be honest, most salespeople are coffee drinkers. I would actually challenge you to try to make the switch to green tea and to paracetam. My biggest recommendation is always green tea and paracetam. And interestingly, green tea and paracetam as a monthly habit is actually cheaper than coffee and it's going to give you more energy that's more sustainable and then you can use coffee as your trigger to bring yourself into that instant closing state when you need to summon it. So that's the biohack I'm really excited to hear about your experiences with it please go out there and use it And then leave some comments below this video and let us know how this how this worked out for you. And I'm also curious to hear about what people are using as their scent trigger. Thanks again for joining the Limitless Mindset podcast. This is my scent trigger right here. (laughs) There you go. Cherry incense. We all have our that that that'll work as long as you don't use incense. As long as you're yeah, as long as you never, as long as you only use incense when you're in that super confident state, because you just, because you just sold someone Chuck, then it'll work great. But if you start using it because you're, you know, having a romantic night, then,
1: oh, well, yeah.
0: But but then you'll be you'll be confident anyway. So you can only get this in Costa
1: Rica though. So if you want something, you're gonna have to come down to my house and get it. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us, folk. If you found the stuff we're saying here useful, please leave us a 5-star review in iTunes.